Welcome to Diary of an Unemployed Actor with me, Milo Dennison. Joining me is my friend Claire Milan, who is an actress and a writer in Ireland, and she is also my co-host on another podcast called the No Budget Filmcast. Thanks for joining me, Claire. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, this is really strange, isn't it? Because you're over in London and I'm in County Galway. But anyway, everyone's unemployed now. All the actors and directors and writers are unemployed. So. <laughs> That's it. We're all just kind of sticking at home, sitting at home like, oh, man. Yeah. No auditions today. <laughs> I know. I'm just watching Netflix. Like the Tiger King on Netflix is really good. If you haven't watched it, watch it. <laughs> I, will ch- I will check it out. It's, uh, yeah, it looks interesting. It's in my queue. So I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. looking forward to seeing it. Um, okay, well, thanks for being on the show. So no uh, one, one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to you is because just because I know you, which is helpful. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> but I would like to get kind of you just finished doing a play. And I thought it would be interesting for kind of what I'm thinking about this show is a bit of like uh, informational as well as other actors trying to make a living. And one of the things that I really love about you is you do a great job of creating work for yourself. And I just kind of want to hear a bit more about that. Like first, let's, let's jump to the play later. But first, I guess we should start with, for our audience that doesn't know you, what's a little bit of your background? What got you into doing theater and performing arts? So it was actually during the recession, 2009, with a really bad recession in Ireland. And I had nothing to do. And I used to do a um, little bit of theater when I was a teenager. So I joined an amateur dramatic club in, in Dublin called Dublin Shakespeare. And I ended up being in a lot of their shows and absolutely loved it. And then I found a fabulous theatre called the Focus Theatre. If anyone doesn't know the Focus Theatre, it's Gabriel Byrne would have trained there. Uh, Joan Bergen, the big costume designer, trained there. Tom Hickey, anyone who knows Tom Hickey from Ardenal, you probably don't know him, but a lot of people in Ireland, he's very famous. Uh, but of course, Gabriel Byrne was the... Big, it's a big. Uh, a lot of people know Gabriel Byrne, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, so I spent two years there working behind the scenes and training their studio, and making lots of tea and coffees for actors and uh, and writers. And you wouldn't know who'd turn up, like Frank McGuinness, I don't know if he's a big famous playwright, or Shane McGowan turned up one night as well, and he put his feet on the stage. Uh, so yeah, I just ended up getting sucked into the theatre world, and I kind of got sick of making teas and coffees for actors and being on book. I was like, right. I really want to train full-time as an actor. So I ended up going to the Gaiety School of Acting full-time for two years, and I absolutely loved it. It was the most magical, amazing two years in my whole life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I didn't miss one class in two years, even, if I, even when I was six. Wow. So I'm really proud of that. <laughs> we had the best going on, myself and another guy from Galway. There were two of us in the whole year who never missed one class in two years. <laughs> And it's fairly intense training. Like you're there from eight o'clock in the morning to six o'clock in the evening. Then you're going home, getting some dinner and you work until midnight. So, and you're getting up again, doing the same thing. And it is crazy. But with the most amazing teachers, uh, you're in this amazing bubble. So, you know, you come out and then you're like, God, this is, I can't wait now to get stuck into, you know, performing on stage. It was mostly theater I did and just getting into the professional world. But the reality is very different. <laughs> so we had a big showcase and uh, it's kind of weird when you go to acting school and drama students out there, you have a big showcase and then you sit around the pub afterwards and someone phones ring, someone's phone rings, another person's phone rings and they go off and there's meetings with agents or they're running up to audition for Game of Thrones or 
the Abbey Theatre and you're thinking, oh my God, I'll be next, I'll be next. But I ended up not getting the agent, uh, <laughs> coming out thinking, oh my God, what do I do now? <laughs> so I had such amazing training and I felt like all these skills I couldn't use. So I ended up uh, getting out of Dublin for a while. I ran out of money. <laughs> I ended up down in County Galway. And I was like, right, I'm going to criminal work. I'm not giving up. You know? <laughs> so, and we'd one class in the Gaiety called Manifesto, where we'd get, we'd get a theme every week and we'd have to create a theatre piece. And it was the most amazing class in the whole world. Because a lot of people that come out of the Gaiety, they um, start creating, their, they create their own work. And that sometimes gets them into the professional world. When you don't get the agent, when you don't get the audition, you don't get the opportunities, they kind of, they gave us the tools uh, to create our own work, create our own opportunities. So I just started creating work, mostly theatre, and then I decided uh, theatre can be very expensive to put on. I had one show that went on and uh, we got no audience one night. <laughs> did, you, uh, did you still do the show with no audience? You know what, I'll never forget it as long as I live. We had such a lovely director, actually, um, you know, Owner Gorman, a good friend, yep. fellow mm-hmm. Owner Gorman, and he's the most loveliest guy in the world. So I spent ages putting on this show, I tried to get this into production, and I finally got into production, and I remember the director came on the stage, like, Claire, there's two people in the audience, and then he came out, Claire, they when they discovered had to pay, they also left. <laughs> <laughs> so one night, we had no audience, and um, we went on anyway. Oh. So, but it was one of those moments I'll never forget. Through creating my own work, I started meeting people like yourself, you know, through filmmaking club. Uh, and then when you get to know one person, you get to know another person, you get to realize who you work really well with. Um, but I find this theater, when I, I kept pursuing theater, because that's my original background, it took a lot out of me. So I decided, right, I'm going to focus on film. I didn't know much about film. And I came across an ad for Dublin Filmmakers and walked through the door and five weeks later I'd written, produced and acted in a music video <laughs> for one of the oldest punk bands in, in Ireland. So uh, Paranoid Visions anyway. <laughs> but it was, yeah, it was just magic and I just kept creating my own. And then every time I create work, I always hit a point where, why do I do this to myself? And then, but that's the point where I know that, you know, that's a good point to hit. Because then I realised, okay, push through that like a marathon written the wall you push through it and then things just start snowballing from there so that's how i started creating more work and yeah <laughs> and <laughs> so you find, a, kind of, find it works uh, out that's great <laughs> background into doing things um but you know what when i came out of acting school you know and i didn't get the agent didn't get the opportunities yeah you're you're like it is kind of a bit heartbreaking because you put i put two years full-time you know, <laughs> and it, you know, and then two years came to that in the focus theatre. But in one way, it was complete blessing in disguise. So anyone is listening to this podcast and they're in drama school and, you know, they're, they're coming out and they're not getting the auditions, not getting big parts. I'd absolutely highly, highly recommend to create your own work. You know, you'll find people who, who you'll, you'll, you'll realise, okay, I work really well with them. Because even some of my friends, um, in, in drama school, I tried to work with some of them afterwards, and we just didn't, not, they're lovely people and everything, we just didn't work well together. Mm-hmm. But you find other people, you work really well together. And then what happened to me, I found, I kept one or two people, I'd bring them up and say, listen, are you free at the moment? I have this idea. And they're like, yeah, you know, <laughs> because you find who you work really well with, and you have, you know, those contacts, and 
Yeah, so for me, it was, even though it was kind of heartbreaking to come out and not get an opportunity to not get to the agents, and, you know, it, 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 it was a blessing in disguise. And it, yeah. it, uh, I'm so glad now, because most of my class have given up, <laughs> really. And I just like two, three of us <laughs> Do you do you keep uh, still keep in touch then with most of your classmates or a few of your classmates? Or yeah, one or two them? of them, and it's it's so amazing. Like one girl is doing really well, but it was still a struggle. Like I still temp as I work as a temp. I'm lucky because I really good relationship with some temp agencies in Dublin, and so it is really tricky because I don't make a living off acting or writing. It is my ambition, but it is so tough sometimes because you're, you're you're trying to earn money to pay your rent to also invest in films and in theater because if you're not funded it's tricky to get funding but you have to uh, compartmentalize your time i find yeah. so so when i was working i'd work say nine to five and usually i used to do a lot of reception work which is great i don't know if you've ever done reception work but <laughs> no <laughs> no no I, I would do reception work is, I yeah, go to floor two and do this. Yeah, and sure. Mm -hmm. but you know what's great about reception work? It doesn't take much out of you. As so if you're um, if you're working as an actor or writer, when it's quiet, a lot of the time don't actually mind you opening your notebook, or you can do it freely. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and you, you and it's brilliant for the writing side of you. Like I advise any actors out there who feel they can't write, just write. Like allow yourself to be awful. Like because if I said if I was just telling a trick I discovered about writing, allow yourself to be absolutely terrible. Because if I say to myself, I want to write a world class play, I would never write one word. But if I said to myself, I want to write the worst play in the whole world, I'll mm -hmm. have a million pages written, you know? Um, but it is, I advise people if, they're, if they um, to pay the rent, get kind of jobs like reception work or, or very light administration work because you can't work a really heavy job and then go do home acting, and yeah, <laughs> write. Or go to your yeah. a rehearsal or what yeah exactly right after you get off work and yeah. it's tricky though because sometimes auditions are during the day but if you if you're honest with your employer like i was very good um my previous temping job i say i got auditioned for an ad and i had to literally run up for, <laughs> for an hour up the road to the audition and run back and they were so good about it because i was very open about okay this is what i'm pursuing you know an attempt but some actors, they're not open about it with their employers, and sometimes the employers understand. But you, if you can, especially if you're a temp, they know like you can quit tomorrow. But yeah, if you're open with your employer and say, "Listen, oh, this is I want. I, I'm an actor writer, and don't be ashamed because people are sometimes ashamed to say I'm an actor writer. If you're acting, you're writing. Own it. <laughs> Absolutely own it. But yeah, and and be open with your temp employer that okay, this is what I'm doing. They will let you off most of the time to go to the audition up the road because someone's called back to the last minute. And, um, it's yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's a hard thing sometimes, I think, that when you're trying to balance that, having a day job with also trying to follow your passion of being in acting because I don't think people a lot of realize that get a call and be like, hey, we have an audition for you tomorrow at one o'clock. And it's like, do I go to work tomorrow at one o'clock? Or do I skip work and go to the audition? Or in your case, it's have a good working relationship with your, your employer and be like, hey, I, can I take off for an hour, run to this audition? And that, that's a good way to do it. It's really good because, you know, they really, my employer, they really respected me then. And I really respected them, you know, because when I was there, I like, in reception work, like, you know, you know, I'm reliable and 
And then so they trusted me, look, I'm just going to go off for two hours and I'll be, I'll be back. You know, they know what I'm doing. It's not as if I'm I yeah. doing shopping a few hours or something, you know, but, but it is, it, one thing it is, it's very tricky because you can, you can burn out very quick when you're creating your own work. Uh, yeah, so you have to be very careful that if, if you are working during the day, a normal job, you have to look after yourself really well. Some of the, the rehearsals I had, I was producing it as well. I was able to control the timetable, but that's not always possible, you know, because there's someone else, you're in a show and someone else is, is producing it. Sometimes they could be rehearsing during the day. But I don't know about the situation in London, but in Dublin, a lot of the time, actors are working temping jobs, nine to five, if yeah. they're not earning a living from it. And you'll find, okay, they will do a lot of evening rehearsals. So then you're still keeping that muscle going. You're still acting. You're, but it, it, it can be extremely exhausting. So you have to really mind yourself. Take those, like what I found working on my stuff, take pockets of time, just chill out and just have time to yourself. Because I find sometimes when you're around people producing stuff, it can be, you just want time to yourself just to. So what, what do you do? What's your, what's your relaxation, uh, chill, get out of uh, thinking about acting method? I do love going to cinema because I, the phone is off. It has to be the cinema more than um, Netflix because when you're in the cinema, the phone is off completely. No one can ring you. You know, my favorite place to go if anyone is, is in Dublin, is the IFI. So that's the Irish Film Institute. It's a little haven for me. <laughs> so what I do is I go in, I get a cup of tea. There's a little takeaway tea place and get, you can just in the IFI and sit in the cinema and you come out and you just feel refreshed, you know? Or, or another thing as well is just watching anyone who's in the UK with Love Island is my thing. <laughs> well, Love I know Island? <laughs> the, the, the reality show? It, it, it's kind of weird. Um, but because it's kind of brainless reality for TV, and when I was working on the show which worked on, it was such so brilliant just to say, okay, right, I'm not, I'm gonna just take a break now from nine to ten and watch Love Island. <laughs> and I read an article about a woman. I think she was going through a, um, a breakup or something, and she was saying she did the same thing. She had to use Love Island. I know it sounds crazy, but it was an hour I used to look forward to every night. And just, people used to laugh at me when I was in rehearsals. I was like, right, I watched, and sometimes um, they didn't have a television, so I had to get it back on my computer. And I'd watched the previous night. So when I went, came home for rehearsals at 11 o'clock, I was like, yes, I can go and watch Love Island for an hour. And then, <laughs> and as long as I went to bed by, by midnight, I'm okay. But it was mm. so great just to get, just to go, go from rehearsals and producing stuff to go home and watch reality TV. <laughs> That's great. Whatever works for you, I think, is the thing. I mean, it's nice to ha to kind of power off from thinking about like your the projects that you're working on and having something else. Um, with your so, because one of the things I did want to talk to you about, because you wrote and produced a play here a couple months ago, yeah, and I did. it was interesting because you timed it just before the coronavirus outbreak. You were able to actually get it done before everything got shut down, which is nice. This obviously was crazy because obviously we didn't know coronavirus would happen and um, so I was part of this festival in Smock Alley which is absolutely one of the most amazing festivals I've been a part of um, called Seen and Heard and it, it's it's in if anyone doesn't know Smock Alley is one of the oldest cities in Europe and it's it's in um, Temple Bar in Dublin so it's a festival in Newark and there's 109 shows 
and I didn't even think I'd get into the Lumen Festival. So I set off a pitch and all of a sudden I got in. I couldn't so, believe it. Um, <laughs> yeah, so to backtrack to, to backtrack it, yeah. so how did you hear about the festival and how did you you know, decide what to pitch? How, how, what's the pitching process? So basically the festival, original original festival was called Collaborations and it came out of my class in the Gaiety originally. Mm-hmm. There was, um, so then it kind of evolved and it went from collaborations uh, to Skin Herd. So it was literally five or 10 minutes up to maybe even an hour of new work being presented every year in Smock Alley. So they do a call out in October. And um, so it's very expensive to rent theaters. Anyone who knows it can be anywhere from 2,000 to 6,000 euro a week to rent a theater. So it's, it's, it's very prohibitive. But this festival, it opens up to people like myself that we can go into a fabulous theatre and get support and put on our new work. So when I saw the, the call out in October, I was sitting at home in Valence Low for two weeks. I, and uh, I, I was, it was actually during, remember Storm Lorenzo? No, remember Storm Lorenzo? <laughs> it was back in October. I was sitting out the back, um, looking after the cats. I look after from Feral Cats. Uh, worried about they might blow away. <laughs> I was bringing in rocks from the garden. <laughs> I was a bit worried, you know. Uh-huh. And yeah, I'd bring in rocks from the garden just get hit the window. Um, yeah, my mom asked me to do that. So I was like, okay, I was like, this is very fun. But and then I was like, wow, there's a when I was when the storm never arrived and there's warnings on the television and uh, I thought there's a play in this light bulb moment, a play called Death Storm. <laughs> And so I, I pitched it. it. was one thing they looked for in application was the samples of your previous work. So I, was, I had that ready to go, my previous work to show what I could write. And then I pitched the storm and they liked it and I got in. And uh, I originally asked for the smaller space in the first week, but I got the larger space in the last week. <laughs> so it was crazy. I didn't think I'd get in. Um, was there also an interview process or was it solely based on the, the quality of your pitch or? It was solely based on the quality of the pitch and mm-hmm. actually two weeks before I just finished a terrific course uh, about how to pitch for a film. So I um, used some of those techniques in writing and so uh, the, the, the course I did they said pitch in concrete images. Mm-hmm. So if you're standing up and you're pitching something uh, you don't want to waffle. So I kind of took that sample and I pitched in concrete images in, with in a paragraph, you know, when I wrote it. What do you mean by uh, concrete images? So if you're, if you're like talking about um, like a storm is fast approaching, mm-hmm. you know, if I said there's kind of a storm somewhere here, there. I see. So I a storm is approaching in a small village in the west of Ireland. Rather than, um, yeah, there might be some you know, wind blowing at some place. Wind over there. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. So that's kind of stuck in my head, which I, and I, I, I'd done a lot of um, kind of written applications before this and been mostly unsuccessful. But it, yeah, I, that's one thing. If you're writing or creating own work, learn how to fill fill an application form. Learn how to pitch, mm-hmm. because even if you have the most amazing idea in the world, if you can't pull it across people you know they won't see it because this only went on my pitch but also my previous work the previous work that you also sent in with the pitch yeah. okay yes so that was the show that no one turned up for <laughs> yeah, okay <laughs> but said the show i had 
it was really, it was actually an easy application to fill out because I had a folder on my computer showing like all the pictures from my previous show. Mm-hmm. And I had samples of work because I was filling out other application forms and I had to put samples of work. So always keep a record of all your stuff. So it was so simple then to be like, okay, hi, you know, here's the sample of my previous work. They know the style I'm going for as well. And then here's the pitch. But it's kind of mad because I had I hadn't approached actors yet. I hadn't a director. <laughs> so it was literally one of those moments where I was sitting at home in County Galway, light bulb moments, concrete images, pitch, previous work, sent it off, forgot about it didn't think I got in and all of a sudden I got in and then I said to my friend oh my god will I go for this or not and one thing I'd advise if you're actually terrified of something that's the point where you go for it because I was like having done the previous theatre work and not getting an audience and for other work kind of producing stuff that didn't didn't come off it is um I was kind of a bit nervous going back to theatre but then I just said okay Claire just go for it whatever happens happens <laughs> So yeah, it was. And then so, uh, okay, so you got in and then how did you go about finding your, because you didn't, you you uh, starred in it and wrote it but and produced it, yes. but, you, but you didn't direct it. So you had to find a director no. and then you also had yes. to find your other actors. I did. And the thing is, uh, because I'm involved in acting worlds, I know people who will be suitable for the characters and also I work well with, which is really important when you're, especially when you're producing something, there could be amazing actors, but you mightn't work well with them, you know. But so I approached two actors, and funny at the time they were. Um, I asked to meet them say at four o'clock, and I hadn't written the play yet. <laughs> so I wrote. I had two hours. I had a coffee, and I had to really quickly write a scene. I didn't have it printed out or anything. I just had uh, had it on my iPad and got to read it. But I knew them when they read it. I ended up actually the characters I switched them. The original characters I wrote that I thought suited for they were actually for the opposite characters. So that was kind of interesting. But yeah, I, I got them the parts and their availability and they were delighted. Uh, and then for the director it came along later. So it's a bit tricky sometimes to get a theatre director. Uh, so the Smock Alley and the festival, they were just I so much praise for them. They had a pitch and mix session. So this was kind of terrifying. Again, this is another moment where if you're terrified of something, just do it. <laughs> so they, um, I, they made everyone who's looking for directors, lighting people to queue up in a big long line. And uh, they had my name. Um, this was in a full room full of probably 100 people <laughs> in Smock Alley. They had um, my name on you know, the screen in the back. And saying he was looking for, uh, I had a microphone and I had to pitch my idea. And again, I had to use concrete images, even though I was shaking and nervous. Um, that's the one thing about actors. It's okay when you're acting, but you're playing yourself sometimes. It's more nerve-wracking. <laughs> it, it's true. When I was in college, I'm going to interrupt you here for just a second, but it, yeah. that didn't just remind <laughs> me of a story because same thing. I um, I directed a play in, in when I was in university and, and before they, we, it was like a dinner theater. They, they were like, hey, can you come up and do a little speech before the show? You just all the, the dinner theater audience. I'm like, what? So I wasn't prepared and I got up and I was like, same thing. I was super nervous, didn't know what to say. And it's so weird to realize when you're yourself, how different that is from being a character in front of it an is. audience. It's big character, 
<laughs> no problem. But being yourself as an actor, it's actually quite nerve-wracking. <laughs> Playing me, being fair. Yeah, it was kind of, so I pitched this, I pitched it in front of the room and um, all of a sudden no one approached me and then uh, three directors couldn't believe it came approached me and then one guy because uh, it's a first I wrote and he trained in Camille Arte, which is kind of first and yeah I just offered him he was delighted and so the whole thing kind of took off from there and uh, you know so much work went into it and a great producer as well our great friend Paul Feeney he was oh, a yeah. brilliant mm-hmm. producer of the show it was we were so lucky because so much work went into it like I was literally I was working nine to five so I was working before I went to work and then coming home and working after I went to work and going to rehearsals so and I'm watching Love Island for the break you know <laughs> but, <laughs> of course. It, but it was it was I was so lucky because we had to cancel a few rehearsals because of us it's called the storm but because there's so many storms and I apologize <laughs> for all the storms I caused we, had, we thought the storms are the worst thing that happens recently mm-hmm. and I was so nervous because I was worried a storm would come along and affect the storm, you know, but obviously we didn't know what would happen now. Um, but yeah, so much work went into it. It was unbelievable. Like I wouldn't really recommend what I did, but I'm glad I did it, <laughs> but it was so much work. And now, oh my God, I'm so lucky that coronavirus didn't hit earlier because it would have been pretty devastating, like after all that. Because theatres are booked up months in advance, so you're not sure if you'll get back if... And I was the last week as well. So if the coronavirus hit in the middle, it would have yeah, been... Yeah, that's the thing. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got in just in time, yeah, like just before so everything lucky. got shut down. Yeah, and I've no, I had no projects coming up. I was just kind of my own writing stuff. So like, I, cause I know a lot of actors, directors, writers are really badly affected at the moment. They have projects coming up and they're devastated. Yeah. You know, like one girl actually went to the Gaiety with, she's got the lead in um, Maeve Binchy's Circle of Friends in the Gaiety fabulous actor and like that's gone now and sure the gaiety's booked up probably two or three years in advance you know and that was being advertised in the radio and like and it's such an amazing opportunity like and she they hadn't even gotten into the theater even mm-hmm. had one show and so it's kind of devastating for a lot of people at the moment um or obviously our health is more important than anything you know so we just have to then the hatches and maybe write as well this is a good time for actors to write so. <laughs> yeah that's the thing i mean yeah there's you don't have to ju- yeah you can write mm-hmm. and, and i think it's it's good to yeah. some write material especially as an actor because it kind of gets you yeah. thinking about what you're capable of doing and what you're not and exactly. do you find when you're writing characters for yourself do you write them do you think about your range as an actress like can i play this or is this something i want to play or you know what's your thought process with when writing characters for yourself so I don't ever think about my rage or anything. I just think I'm attracted to certain characters and they're probably the complete opposite of me. Like I love, I don't think it's really bad. I love playing bullies and, stuff yeah. and people who are kind of mean. And I don't think, I, maybe I am, but I'm not really that mean. I don't, <laughs> but you know, I love, I love um, like playing people that, like characters I would never get cast in. Like Inner City Dublin, like I would never get cast in Inner City Dublin. No one would bring me in for that. But I love playing them. Or can can you do an Inner City Dublin accent? Uh, yeah, I try. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I I I had to learn. I learned one for a sketch I did, and F. I don't know anyone who's based in Dublin, but FM one hundred four is the best radio station to learn a Dublin accent, or even just go out in the streets. I live in Dublin normally, and just listen to people but I love accents like I we had a great 
coach in the 80s uh, called Graham, who taught us about accents and how to break them down. And it's something that I have to work really hard at, but I, I just love different accents and different characters and surprising people. Like it's great to, to create characters. Yeah, yeah there's, I, I like playing comedic kind of characters, you know, and sometimes I just walk in the street and I see something and it's like, aha. <laughs> and there's kind of a, especially creating, there's kind of a, a giddiness to them. There's, there's, I don't know what it is really. I just, you know, basically, I just trust my instincts and yeah, it's kind of weird. But it's kind of tricky because when you're in your own stuff and someone else is directing you, I find sometimes you have to earn your place more because, you know, if you're casting yourself, <laughs> you kind of have to prove to people that you're right for this part. You know, even with the storm, like I, like I did a lot, I love the character, but when the director said to me, oh God, I think when I read it at first, I thought you were too young for the character. But then when I showed him, you know, what I was getting at, he completely, you know, understood, you know. But, but yeah, it is sometimes uh, when you're acting your own stuff with other people, you, you, you have to work a hundred times harder to prove that you've earned yeah. your place. You know, cause sometimes I've been in my own, like just readings and stuff and, they, they lo love the play but they kind of run away with it and they're like um you know <laughs> yeah, it's great but, but yeah you do sometimes have to prove yourself it's like Sylvester Stallone in um was it Rocky was it yeah Rocky. He, had to prove that he was he, they didn't want to cast him on it you know yeah that, that's the trickiest part but no like you know if you love acting take a chance create that character you know what's the worst can happen <laughs> okay you bought that in your face and you're into it there's like that's why temping work is great if you're not wearing money as an actor because the characters just come at you. It's like a receptionist. You don't have to go very far, and there's so much inspiration. And it's, it's um, I love taking um people I see in the street or you know, well not, don't worry, I won't put you in a play. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> I my friends, you know? but my friends like please don't put me in a play, you know. But you know, just elements of different things and the way people behave and, and putting on paper and then exploring that. I just find it fascinating. Like, I love writing. I really do. But there's something special about writing something and then stepping into the character. And mm -hmm. like with um, Maureen in The Storm, it was fascinating. That's why I love working in a theatre as well, because you had the few weeks to explore the character. And we had a great director and he was able to, um, we did a lot of physical theatre and character exploration that you don't get in film. So I was able to find, it's like this, she had to talk to me. You know, I created the character. The character began to talk to me and I, I felt very sorry for her. It's really weird, even though she came from imagination. It was lovely to step into her shoes and find her physicality. That was pretty different for me, you know. And that's what's magic about acting and that's what's magic about writing and acting because you get to, like, if I, 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 put, I otherwise I'd be sitting here until I'm 80, 90, <laughs> waiting for parts like, the storm just create them and just you happen you know <laughs> yeah well i think that's the encouraging thing about your story for people listening is, is exactly if if you get out of school and and you're not getting those calls that you think you're going to get find your own work like um the the, the way you the, how i met you was through mutual mm -hmm. filmmaking friends because we're both part of similar groups uh that you mentioned the dublin filmmakers group that that i was in when i was in dublin and it's people that want to create work for themselves and work with other like-minded people. And then, yeah, that might not be any like paid work through that, but it might lead you to somebody who might then lead you to somebody who might work, it might get you into a project or 
in your case, you had a project that you were working on that you wanted to do, and you had this uh, network of people that you were able to call upon to bring in uh, into that project. And and so that's that's the key is to just get out there and, and if you're not getting the work, create the work. And it's weird because the people in from my drama class who, who came out and got auditions and, and, you know, the agents, and you're like looking at them, oh my God, you know, there's a bit of panic in there and it's going to happen to 99% of drama students. Um, but a lot of them didn't create their own work. They weren't pushed to do it. They were just relying on agents. They, they, they're not no longer working in the industry. But, but if you love something so much, like if you love acting, writing, producing, you know, to, you, you, that drive will push you to go out there. You'll find, you'll find people you work well with. And it's like a spider web of a network of people. You know, like you work with one person, then another person. And, and even doing these, like filmmaking club is amazing. Like, and then see, there's a thing called Kino, which is, I remember we did one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Three years ago, yeah. Three years ago, I'm actually almost uh, the sting. Remember that? <laughs> Deadly, deadly, deadly. It's just kind of crazy now. But even, say, through Kino, I'd written a sketch and I stood up and was looking for a composer. A, a girl stood up and all of a sudden, she, we were down in her, her studio the next morning recording a parody of a song. And she's like a really good friend of mine now, and she's composed music for like two of my two films I produced. And then, if you like, for instance, there's a little like Galway Film Festival is massive; it's an Oscar-worthy one. But there's there's a little tiny little festival in the festival, a one-minute thing. And I was so excited to get in. Was it five going five years ago now? But with with the, actually, did you direct that the social experiment? The social experiment, yeah. You did. I, I did. Thank I you for remembering. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, uh-huh, but you know, yes. it was through that I met Richie, and Richie works in the industry full time. Yes, you know, mm-hmm. as a, you know, like, and yeah, he's a he very works, talented uh, camera, he's camera very person. Yeah. Guy. You know, and it was great because I could ring him up, you know, and like, listen, are you available? Because they're having quiet time, they want to keep working. But yeah, it was but through even the social experiment, I went to Galway, um, and then I went back to year and we met um, Vincent, who was a, a Vincent Lab, he was actually nominated for an Oscar. You know, and he's like nearly like you know. So it's amazing um, when you go to, when you create something, you go to a film festival, you start talking to people, and then all of a sudden you're at the Oscars, and then you meet them again somewhere else, and you're building a spider web of stuff. And most people, they're so lovely. Like I, like for instance, I applied to an ad randomly on Facebook looking for actors in the Midlands. Um, it was a tiny ad. I thought it was a student film. And anyway, I turned up uh, with my one line. I hadn't really learned because one line. And who's my scene partner? But anyone, Aidan Gillen. Wow. <laughs> Game of Thrones fame. And it was mad because I was sitting there with a cup of tea and he comes over to me, introduces himself. And, you know, hi, I'm Aidan. They're like, oh my God, I know who you are. You know, But the cameraman on that, he actually worked with me in the gaiety. So it was lovely to, um, to know someone familiar and then seeing Aidan Gillen and seeing how he worked and seeing how, like, I was sitting off them for like a few hours during the scene, I had to improv off the one line I had, <laughs> which was amazing, like off this amazing actor, but just seeing how polite he was, and he'd asked the, the director if he needs to change a little word, or, you know, it, it was lovely to, to see that, from at his level, and how he came over to me and made me feel comfortable. 
that all came from a little ad on Facebook. <laughs> oh, that's great. I spotted and yeah, and, and there are people at the top of their game and it's so lovely to meet at the top of their game. You're just so polite and hardworking and so talented, you know. And that's the exciting thing about being an actor, <laughs> you know, writer. <laughs> that's great. Um, well, we should probably roll this up here pretty soon. Um, I guess any, uh, if people want to track you down, uh, is there any uh, social networks that you're on that we should yes, know about? Yes, I have a website, which I must update, actually, clairemolan.com. It's really good to have a website. So I invite some of my actor friends to have it because, um, or a Facebook page as well. But just you can update it, especially if you don't have an agent who's not updating your stuff. You can put up photographs and, and update it. And it's a really good idea. Um, and also, if you have, like, for actors to have little business cards or something, so you have festivals, you can hand them out with your website on it. But yeah, clairemolan.com, and you can keep up to date with what I'm up to at the moment. <laughs> but obviously, I'm writing at the moment, we're all in lockdown. But hopefully, this will be a really creative time for actors. I've advised some actor friends. I had a really good talk with one actor friends recently, and I said, this is the time now to sit down and write all the stuff you said you'd write. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it is. Just try it. This is a great time when we're not out filming stuff, just to sit at home and write and create stuff and get stuff planned when this, hopefully this quarantine phase will be over. Um, and yeah, it's um, really strange times at the moment, but hopefully this is time to be creative, isn't it? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what I'm using it for. Uh, well, great. Thank you, Claire. Uh, this was fantastic. You were so talkative there, too. I hardly even had to like say anything. It was great. It was just like, da, 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 da. I'm like, this is sweet. I don't need to ask any questions it's, at all. It's an easy interview. It's, yeah. <laughs> totally. it's fantastic. Perfect. Well, uh, thanks for joining me. And uh, thanks to the audience for listening. If you enjoy the show, please let me know. You can uh, leave a review on Apple Podcasts or whatever other podcast platform you are listening to this on. And I will say thank you and talk to you next time. Bye. And stay safe and healthy. Bye. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs>